0: Won't you come and say If you know the way To who Have you seen the land Living by the breeze Can you understand The light among the trees Tell me Oh Hello there and welcome to A Moment with Divine. I'm your host Divine Huff and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So last week we did not have a show as it was Thanksgiving and my mother surprised my brother and I with a visit all the way from Michigan. She drove in. I hope all of you had an amazing time over the holiday and that the good times keep rolling in. Well, this week, it's just us and we're listening in on the importance of friendship. My friend Molly always says, friendship is magic. Quite frankly, I couldn't agree more. Friendship has gotten me and still does get me through the best and worst of times. When life is a roller coaster, it sure is a pleasure having someone to ride with. I recently talked to someone who admittedly did not have any friends. I immediately thought of the importance of human connection and how we need each other to thrive in this cold, cold world. This is where the idea for the show came from. Here are a few articles that point to the importance of friendship. The first was brought to my attention by my friend, Erica. It's called mice resist cocaine. If they, have stuff to do, which is really important because for so many years, they have done drug research on mice. And this one brings us closer to the human connection uh, than ever before. It says, it starts out with a quote, and this one is by futurity.org, F-U-T-U-R-I-T-Y dot O-R-G, and posted by Yasmin Anwar UC Berkeley. Our data are exciting because they suggest that positive learning experiences through, through education or play in a structured environment could sculpt and develop brain circuits to build resilience in at-risk individuals and that even brief cognitive interventions may be somewhat protective and last a relatively long time, says Linda Wilbrecht. Even a short time in a stimulating learning environment can rewire the brain's reward system and buffer it against drug dependence, a new study with mice suggests. The findings challenge the idea that addiction is hardwired in the brain. Scientists tracked cocaine cravings in more than 70 adult male mice found that rodents whose daily drill included exploration, learning, and finding hidden treats were less likely than their enrichment-deprived counterparts to seek solace in a chamber where they had been given cocaine. We have compelling behavioral evidence that self-directed exploration and learning altered their reward systems so that when cocaine was experienced, it made less of an impact on their brain, says Linda Welbrecht, assistant professor of psychology and neuroscience at University of California, Berkeley, and senior author of the new paper on neuropharmacology. By contrast, who are we not intellectually Mice who were not intellectually challenged and or whose activities and diets were restricted were eager to return to the quarters where they had been injected with cocaine for weeks on end. Quote, We know that mice living in deprived conditions show higher levels of drug-seeking behavior than those living in stimulating environments, and we sought to develop a brief intervention that would promote resilience in the deprived animals, said study lead author Josiah Boyvin, a PhD student in neuroscience at UC San Francisco, who conducted the research at UC Berkeley as part of his thesis work. Building Resilience Drug abuse and addiction rank amongst the world's more costly, destructive, and seemingly insurmountable problems. Previous studies have found that poverty, trauma, mental illness, and other environmental and psychological stressors can alter the brain's reward circuitry and make us more susceptible to substance abuse. The good news about this latest study is that it offers... Galeable interventions against drug seeking behaviors, albeit through of evidence based on animal behavior. Quote. Our data are exciting because they suggest that positive learning experiences through education or play in a structured environment could sculpt and develop brain circuits to build resilience and in at-risk individuals, and that even brief cognitive interventions may be somewhat protective and last a relatively long time. Challenged or Deprived Mice Researchers compared the lore of drugs, specifically cocaine, in three sets of mice. The test or trained mice were put through a, a nine-day cognitive training program based on exploration, incentives, and rewards while their yoked to trained counterparts received rewards but no challenges. The standard-housed mice stayed in their home cages with restricted diets and activities. For a few hours each day, the trained mice and yoked-to-trained mice were set loose in adjacent chambers. The trained mice were free to explore and engage in enrichment activities, which included digging up honey nut Cheerios in a pot of scented wood shavings. The exercise kept them on their toes because the rules for how to find the treats would change on a regular basis. Meanwhile, their yoked to trained counterparts received a Honey Nut Cheerio each time their trained partner hit the jackpot, but did not have to work for it. As for the standard house mice, they remained in their cages without enrichment opportunities or Honey Nut Cheerios. After the cognitive training phase of the experiment, all three sets of mice remained in their cages for a month. Desire for drugs. Next, the mice were set loose one by one, to explore two adjoining chambers in a plexiglass box, which differed from one another in smell, texture, and pattern. The researchers recorded which chamber each mouse preferred and then set about changing their preference by giving them cocaine in the chamber they had repeatedly not favored. For the drug-seeking test, the mice received mock injections and were free to explore both chambers for 20 minutes, using the open doorway to scamper back and forth. At first, all mice overwhelmingly returned to the chamber they were, they had presumably enjoyed the cocaine. But in subsequent weekly drug-seeking tests, the mice who had received cognitive-trained showed less preference for the chamber where they had been high on cocaine, and that pattern continued. Overall, the data suggests that deprivation may confer vulnerability to drug-seeking behavior, and that brief interventions may promote long-term resilience, Wilbrick says. Denise Piscopo, an assistant professor at the University of Oregon and former member of Wilbrox Lab, is the third co-author of the paper. Wow, that is so interesting that when mice have challenges, they are less likely to use drugs. And I wonder how true that is for humans. We have found that a lot of intervention programs and AA programs are really healthy for the mind, body, and spirit. Practices like yoga, working out, um, having a a healthy diet are all a part of being a well-rounded and enjoyment-seeking individual. And when you're on the path of being well-rounded and you have things to do, you're less likely to get caught up in things that are bad for you because you're so preoccupied with things that are good for you and your well-being that you stay on that path and you become a richer person all around. That's what it seems like from this study. The next article is seven ways friendships are great for your health. Now, this one is for from live science, LiveScience.com, L-I-V-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E.com. Seven ways friendships are great for your health. From the day children first step out onto the playground, friendships are a key part of life. According to Gallup polling data from 2004, 98% of Americans report having at least one close friend the average number of friends is nine. But friendship may be in trouble. Americans reported an average of 10 friends apiece in 1990, according to Gallup data, and a slew of sociology studies find that Americans have become more socially isolated over the decades. For example, a 2006 study on the number of friends people felt they could discuss important matters with found that the number fell from an average of 2.94 in 1985 to 2.08 in 2004. Any amount of increase in our social isolation would have been bad news because friendship isn't just about fun, fellowship, and emotional health. Having friends can improve physical health too. Quote. One's social life matters above and beyond what we already know about the quick fixes of diet and exercise on health, said young Claire Yang, a sociologist at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, who studies the psychological effects of social ties. Researchers who study friendship have uncovered many of its health benefits. Here's how friendship can be good for you. Number one, Friends may extend your life. That's right people, you can live longer. People who have strong social relationships are less likely to die prematurely than people who are isolated. In fact, according to a 2010 review of research, the effect of social ties in lifespan is twice as strong as that of exercising and equivalent to that of quitting smoking. In the review, Researchers examined 148 previous studies on social links and mortality, which together included more than 300,000 participants. These studies found that measures of the strength of people's social relationships from their numbers of friends to their integration onto the community were linked to decreasing mortality. Researchers think that friendships and health are linked through the body's process of stress, Yang said. In the short term, stress is a good thing. If you're being chased by a lion and you want your body to respond with heightened alertness, a pounding heart, and a flood of get-up-and-go hormones like norepinephrine. likewise, if you get a virus, you want your immune system to kick into gear and attack the intruder with specialized cells and Inflammation. But the chronic stress that can come with isolation can switch on these processes for long periods of time, causing psychological wear and tear on the body, Yang said. Number two, your pals make you generally healthier. Yang and her colleagues study this health effect by comparing the biological stats of people who reported being isolated with people who reported having lots of friends across their lifespan. Using four large studies of hundreds to thousands of people, each ages 12 to 91, the researchers compared biomarkers such as blood pressure, body mass index, waist circumference, and levels of the inflammation marker C-reactive protein. They found that these measures of health were worse in people who also had weaker social ties, reporting their work in January 2015 in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. For example, among the people of the study who were in old age, a lack of social connections more than doubled the risk of high blood pressure, raising it by 124%. For comparison, having diabetes raised the the risk of high blood pressure by much less 70%. Traditionally, it's been tough to determine if friendships and other social links are the cause of poor health or if poor health causes isolation. The advantage of Yang and her colleagues' research is that they had data that spanned years, Yang said. We were able to see the change in biomarkers over time as a result of their earlier exposure to social connections. How many friends they have, how often they're talking to other people, Yang said. That method bolstered the argument that social ties do do cause health effects. Number three, friendships might help your mind sharp. Having friends who make you feel like you belong may be a key for better physical health. A 2012 study found that older people's dementia risk increased with their feelings of loneliness. The study followed more than 2,000 residents of the Netherlands ages 65 or older over three years. None of the participants had dementia at the beginning. Of the research, but 13.4% of those who said they felt lonely at the start of the study developed dementia during the study period, compared with 5.7% who didn't feel lonely. Quote, the fact that feeling lonely rather than being alone was associated with dementia onset suggests that it is not the objective situation, but rather the perceived absence of social attachments that increases the risk of cognitive decline. End quote. The researchers wrote in their findings published in the Journal of Neurology. Number four, friends influence us for better or for worse. Obesity is contagious, screamed headlines after a 2007 study that found when one person packed on extra pounds, his or her friends were more likely to become obese too. But there was an overlooked bright side to the research, which appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine. Thinness spread like social wildfire too. The researchers pulled data from a large health study, the The Framingham Heart Study. It followed people over time, allowing researchers to draw casual inferences. If one person became obese over the course of the study, they found that friends of that person were 57% more likely to become obese too. But the conversation was also a true, study researchers James Fowler, a professor of global public health at the University of California, San Diego, noted in a statement. People also took, take cues from their friends who exercise or eat well to lose weight, as a separate 2011 study confirmed. When we help one person lose weight, we're not just helping one person, we're helping many, Fowler said. And that needs to be taken into account by policy analysts and also by politicians who are trying to decide what the best measures are for making society healthier. Number five, your BFFs can be, can help you through tough stuff. We all need someone to lead on. And this song, as the song goes, we all need somebody to lean on as the song goes. And research on cancer patients finds that when the going gets tough, friends can help. A major study published in the journal The Lancet in 1989 found that women with breast cancer who were randomly assigned to attend support groups with other cancer patients reported better quality of life and lived longer compared with women in a control group who are not assigned to such support groups. Since then, other studies have debated whether social support groups improve survival time, with some research suggesting they do and other studies finding no effect. However, there is widespread agreement that support groups improve quality of life in cancer patients, And while most of this research has been done on women, a 2014 study found that men with prostate cancer can benefit from support groups too. Number six, friends can help you cope with rejection. This one's really important to me as an actor because I get rejected all the time, but then I get accepted also almost equally as much. So that's reassuring but rejection is a part of the game you know what I mean so you just got to learn how to roll with the punches and talking it out and talking with friends really 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 helps me on my journey through creativity and exploration of who I am as an individual friends can help you cope with rejection not all social relationships can go smoothly unfortunately but when they don't friends can help you pick up the pieces A 2011 study on fourth graders found that having friends helped kids cope with the stress of being picked on or rejected by other classmates. The researchers measured cortisol, a stress hormone, in their study participants' saliva and found that being excluded by their peers raised the kids' cortisol levels, probably indicating chronic stress. Getting picked on didn't raise cortisol levels, the researchers reported in the journal child development, suggesting that getting left out may hurt more than getting attention in a negative way. But the cortisol increase that came with being excluded was less pronounced in kids who had more friendships or closer friendships compared with those who had few or low quality friendships. Together, the results demonstrate that although friends cannot completely eliminate the stress of exclusion at school, they do reduce it. Study researcher Marianne Rixen Wellraven, professor of developmental psychology at Radboud University, Nijmegen, Nijmegen in the Netherlands, said in the statement, Finally, number seven, friendships can last a lifetime, which is such a great gift. In an era when people move around a lot for school and jobs, maintaining friendships can be difficult and the occasional Facebook update doesn't always satisfy. However, research finds that distance doesn't have to dampen a friendship. In one study, researchers followed college friends beginning in 1983. Asked them about their friendship and sense of closeness. They found that physical distance didn't necessarily track the emotional closeness of a friendship over decades. Phones and emails still kept friends in touch two decades later, the researchers found, especially those who had been friends longer in college and those who had similar interests when they became friends. Wow! What an interesting, interesting article. And especially that last part, that distance, has nothing to do with the closeness that you feel between you and your friend. And I can be a, a, I'm an example of this. Um, As my best friends live all around the US and have family in Canada too, and we all keep in contact via Facebook, Via phone call, FaceTime, email, Snapchat, Marco Polo, Jeez Louise, uh, WhatsApp, all over the world, we we talk and we connect almost on a daily basis, and it really does feel like they're closer to me in physical form, even though they're not. This last, this last article is the importance of friendship. By PsychCentral.com. There are many problems that we face, from homelessness and obesity, but often they're thought to be based in areas such as poverty, stress, or unhappiness. But researchers suggest we are overlooking something crucial, friendship. It would appear that our society is ignoring its importance. The philosopher Aristotle said, in poverty and other misfortunes of life, true friends are a sure refuge. They keep the young out of mischief. They comfort and aid the old in their weakness. They incite those in the prime of life to noble deeds. End quote. Friendships are vital for well-being. But they take time to develop and can't be artificially created. No wonder they're at risk of being neglected. Nevertheless, the Gallup organization's director, Tom Rath, believes that we are all aware of the value of friendship, especially during difficult times. In his book, Vital Friends, The People You Can't Afford to Live Without, Rath makes the point that if you ask people why they became homeless, why their marriage failed, or why they overeat, they often say it is because of the poor quality or non-existence of friendships. They feel outcasts or unloved. Rath undertook a massive study of friendship alongside several leading researchers. His work resulted in some surprising surprising statistics. If your best friend eats eats healthily, you are five times more likely to have a healthy diet yourself. Married people say friendship is more than five times as important as physical intimacy within marriage. Those who say they have no real friends at work have only a 1 in 12 chance of seeing a of feeling engaged in their job. Conversely, if you have a best friend at work, you are seven times more likely to feel engaged at your job. The book was very well received by the business world as well as the readers who who could identify with the points made about these often unexplored relationships. But On its release, Time magazine stated, let friendship ring. It might look like idle chatter, but when employees find friends at work, they feel connected to their jobs. Having a best friend at work is a strong predictor for being a happy and productive employee. The book recommends carrying out your own friendship audit in order to recognize which of your friendships provide you with the different things you need. Then to sharp, then to sharpen each friendship in line with its strength. Of course, it's not always a good idea to judge friends in a detached way, or to doubt a friendship just because you can't easily identify its rewards. The closest friends like each other, like each other, for who they are in, is in, the, in themselves, not for what they deliver. In fact, Aristotle made the point of that. <clears throat> It is better to give than to receive in friendship. Aristotle also believed that friendship can only arise indirectly, like happiness. It comes with living what he called a good life, including strong personal values such as honesty, character, and passion. Our contemporary culture, for all its benefits, tends to focus more on commerce rather than to help us live as Aristotle's good life. British writer Mark Vernon found support for this idea. He quotes the philosopher Epicurus, The noble man is most involved with wisdom and friendship, end quote. Oscar Wilde also emphasized the altruistic aspect of the true friendship when he said, quote, Anybody can emph- sympathize with the sufferings of a friend, but it requires a very fine nature to sympathize with a friend's success, end quote. In his search for the essence of friendship, Vernon explored a variety of definitions from well-known personalities. For example, Ralph Emerson said, quote, a friend is a person with whom I may be sincere. Vernon's book, The Ph- Philosophy of Friendship, makes the point that we have now established that money does not buy happiness he suggests that we take the lead from Aristotle and spend at least a fifth of our time with our friends. Quote, It is not what children do in their persistent request to play with their friends, he asks. Vernon writes that a close friend is a mirror of your own self, someone with whom you realize that, though autonomous, you are not alone. He adds that friendship is also important in politics because it, quote, cultivates the virtues such as creativity and compassion, which are essential to a flourishing society, end quote. He concludes that if we cultivate friendship, we can lift some of the burden from our apparently unhappy, isolated selves, end quote. Wow. So I really hope that today's show encourages you to go out there and make new friends. As the quote says, make new friends, but keep the old one is silver, but the other is gold. That is so true. Go out there and just smile at people. Say hello when you're out and about give a compliment, give encouragement to people that are exercising, do something good for somebody and don't tell somebody that you did it. And then tell someone to pass on the love, you know? That is all the time that I have here today at A Moment with Divine. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Tune in next week, Thursday at 5 p.m. for more on spirituality, creativity, and livelihood. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Divine, that's D-I-V-I-I-N. And I want to hear your input and feedback as always. DM me with suggestions about future shows and things that you thought about, especially during this show. And remember, even if you don't have a lot of friends, there's still time to become your own best friend. Make a friend with yourself. Find out what brings you pleasure and brings you happiness. And you can find out then what you have in common with those around you because you can connect with them on a spiritual and psychological level. Go out there and try something new. I dare you to make a new friend. Tune in next week to KRUI.FM 89.7, Iowa City Sound Alternative. If you're struggling to pay the mortgage, Making Home Affordable is a free government resource that can make it easier. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the US Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.